Let us pray. Heavenly Father, with a confusing gospel lesson like you, your son offered for us today, I ask that you would open the eyes of our hearts, that we could see your love and know your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Well, certainly, unlike last week, when we heard Jesus' uplifting sermon on the Beatitudes, today we get Jesus' parable of the ten wise and foolish bridesmaids. Not such a warm and fuzzy lesson. Because at the end, ouch, the door slams and the foolish maids are shut out of the wedding banquet. So let me put some context around this juncture of Jesus' life journey. Here he nears Jerusalem, the cross, and death. So his message at this point is no longer about starting a movement, but rather how his disciples will keep the faith when he's not physically there to be with them. Jesus' message for us today dovetails well with this Sunday that we honor our veterans. Because both disciples of Jesus and military members, they participate in this ongoing training program which both transforms and readies them for emergencies. As many of you know, I am also a veteran, and I'm super grateful for the life lessons that that leg of my life taught me. You know, I was a logistician and responsible for supporting the warfighter. I was responsible for making sure that supplies and services got to the tip of the spear. We were the wind beneath the warfighter's wings, so to speak. In combat, the warfighter, he reaches back for more bullets and helicopter blades or engine oil. And we were determined to be there to make that handoff because life is a team sport. And so is every successful mission. So as a logistician for 25 years, I'm glad to hear that the key to understanding Jesus' message in the parable of the ten bridesmaids is found in those who have access to reserve oil supplies. Apparently, having a reserve of oil is the only thing that separated the wise from the foolish bridesmaids. All of them were excited to greet the bridegroom. All of them had working lamps. Each of them got tired and fell asleep in the waiting. And all awoke excited with the news that the bridegroom was drawing near. The only difference, really, is that half of them had this reserve of oil and the other half didn't. So, okay, so far this parable of the kingdom of heaven makes sense. You've got to be prepared for the delay in Christ's coming by having some backup oil. But what doesn't make sense, even if you buy that, <laughs> is that at the big moment, the bridesmaids with oil, they didn't share with the bridesmaids who needed some. What's up with that? I mean, sharing is normally valued as a kingdom, you know, kingdom of God, we share, right? And it's precisely here in Jesus' story that when it doesn't initially make sense that we're invited to dive a little deeper to see if we can discern its meaning. So what exactly is the oil that the wise maids didn't share? First, it's helpful to understand some of the big biblical symbols. Generally, the wedding banquet, 
That's a motif that means joy. It's the joining of God with his people. That happens at the wedding banquet. Or, as in this case, God's Messiah, the bridegroom, who is coming for his bride, the bridesmaids of various kinds. We're told that some were prepared to wait and some were not. So at the crux of Jesus' cautionary tale, what is the oil that makes half of the bridesmaids rise wise and ready, and why don't they share? Since, as we said, sharing is a kingdom value, it must mean that they can't share their oil, even if they wanted to. I submit to you that this reserve of oil must be part and parcel of who they are. The oil represents not a commodity that can be divvied out and shared between one another, but it is part of their very personhood developed over the journey of their life. The oil represents one's faith, that relationship with the holy other that's developed and nurtured over time. It's a trust, a rapport. It's the essence that's etched into our soul that, that can be drawn up when we need it. And 2020 has certainly reminded us that there will be these unanticipated delays and storms in life. So when those storms come, do we have the reserves, do we have the practices to access God's strength and comfort? Have we developed a reservoir of faith to dip into when we need it? Is there a relationship with the Lord so that we can find hope and despair and trust that he is companioning us when the worst happens? The oil is a spiritual commodity that's developed over time, and truly there is nothing sadder for me as a priest or when I was a commander in the army when I have a couple come to see me who is trying to cope with a tragedy and they have no spiritual reserves of their own. When they come to me after the death of their son on a motorcycle accident, for, for instance, and they don't have their own faith, I cannot give them mine even if I wanted to. I can pray with them, I can be with them, I can pray for them, but I cannot transfer my lifelong trusting relationship to a merciful God for somebody else. Life is a shared journey, yes, but in some important aspect, our choices, how we open and develop our own souls along the way, this is our responsibility. It's our bed to make. For all of you veterans and farmers out there, you have a special insight on the truth of this parable. In the rule of the farm, you must plant in the spring if you expect to harvest crops in the fall. The military knows all about preparing for the eventual test. It's called readiness. It's the business of officers and non-commissioned officers to ensure that their young soldiers are ready when the balloon goes up. You can't pull an all-nighter for something like that. Readiness is the process of becoming. Our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marine, faithfully, steadily, obediently, purposefully, they prepare for the mission over time. All of this so that they have what they need 
in them when the moment calls for it. Over and over, they drill on first aid or practice with their weapons or run endless fire drills on the ship. Practices that are immediately accessible when the emergency happens. That's how muscle memory works. I've seen young people who enter the service with no real life purpose become transformed in this process. They learn a whole new set of life values like taking care of their buddy, even if it means they fall on the grenade themselves. They learn about fair treatment of the enemy because they are also serving as ambassadors of this country's ethics. They learn obedience and trust to the orders of their superiors despite the fact that they don't get all the reasons why. This kind of faithful development over time instills an oil in them. When push comes to shove, they have what they need. The training kicks in. This same kind of steady discipleship is what Jesus is urging us towards. Day by day, our generous choices, our words, our desires, our commitments shape who we are becoming. It seems that Jesus is like a good sergeant who loves us enough to kick us in the rear and tell it to us straight. And surely today he is urging us, his beloved disciples, to get our priorities in order, to hang on to faith regardless of the situation as we walk the way of love in the boot camp of life. For day by day, we too are becoming. Each choice, each prayer, each submission to God's way over self-promotion and self-protection is building within us this oil reserve, that muscle memory for when we need it. You know, it was too late for five of those bridesmaids shut out. That's the point of the story. It's meant to be shocking. It's meant to both motivate and instruct. Because for us, it's not too late. Not yet. And through this parable, Jesus instructs his beloved church to pause and evaluate our readiness collectively and individually. Whose are we? How am I with God? Do I let him in to rearrange some of my values and responses? For me, this parable is not about who's getting into heaven and who's not, but rather Jesus is concerned about the here and the now in our lives, that together by faith we might join him in reconciling the world. That's how I have always looked at this parable. But you know, this is a crazy year. <laughs> and it's taught me, what we've all experienced this year, it's taught me to see something else in our Lord's parable. You know, these are, these are living, durable Jesus stories that, that he tells. You know, as life experience helps us to, to turn the prism of these parables. Maybe what I'm seeing in this parable this time is that the only thing that keeps the foolish maids from, from going with the bridegroom right into the wedding feast is the fact that they left. What if they had just stayed with the other maids who had a strong light 
and who had deep oil reserves in their lamp. You know, light is a generous commodity. It shines without regard of, of who receives it. So in a 2020 year, perhaps when many of us are starting to feel like our oil reserves are running low and our, and our wick is flickering, don't leave. Don't go looking for some other source. Surely Jesus urges us to stay together even if our lamp grows dark. For in the kingdom of grace and mercy, we are not left as orphans. We have everything we need with each other. Some of us have accumulated just loads and loads of faith reserves. Stay close to them. Let their light of Christ shine in the darkness for you as together we take heart that the bridegroom draws near. Together, together, always together. We shall all feast at the great wedding banquet. For who could rejoice if some were shut out? Amen.